I stumbled on on uh, this story about uh, how you're remembered by pets, and I went, what? And uh, kind of read a little more. More animals are getting more than a simple mention in obituaries, of all things. So I uh, decided to follow up on this a little bit. And joining us to talk about it is Chris Miller, who is a postdoctoral fellow, non-religion in a complex future project at the University of Ottawa. He joins us on the show today. Hello, Chris. Hi, Brent. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us. Interesting trend. Now, we all know that pets are part of the family. A lot of people say that. But having read the... Uh, the article i started to look and it's absolutely correct you know it always says it's so-and-so's passed away and they leave family members and you know uh, grandkids and everything and my pet sparky and i I thought to myself that's kind of interesting but things have changed obviously we view family members differently now where pets are definitely included right yeah, I mean, obituaries are sort of always changing over time. Like, looking back to maybe the 1950s, you wouldn't have grandchildren mentioned that often. You you might not even have children mentioned in obituaries as long ago as the 1920s, but now we look at it, and of course you're going to mention all those people you're survived by. So starting around the 1980s, we, we really start to see a steady rise of, well, yeah, of course my, you know, my, my cat Stella, my dog Sparky is going to be a, a part of the family, and I want yeah. uh, I want people to know that I'm remembered by them. It's uh, or scamp is another one that I saw just recently too. So there's a, there's a lot of this, but I think that um, I think it's kind of nice. You're trying to make people. You're trying to tell a life story about somebody, and if the dog or the cat or the budgie is part of this whole process for people, why not mention it? Right? Isn't that part of the fun? I hate to use the term fun, but really it is. You're trying to you're trying to lift people up a little bit at a tough time. Yeah, I think fun's a great way to put it because, you know, for a lot of people, it's obviously not the last time you're going to think about them, but it's the last time you're kind of putting this out into the world of telling their story to a lot of people. And so just like you have pets remembered as family, you have pets remembered as this was one of his favorite hobbies, taking a walk in the garden, um, just going out, uh, going out around the neighborhood, walks by the beach. So this is like an activity that they enjoyed and the, the pet becomes a part of that activity. Hardly a shocker, but obits are also growing longer. There's far more... There's far more of them where it's uh, it's a life story, not just a simple obituary, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's not so much of just checking off a box of this is who died, this is their family, this is where you can come for the funeral. It's it's telling a story. They've gone from about four or five lines um, to to forty and as many as a hundred sometimes of of really just painting a rich picture of who that person was. And because that that animal means so much to that particular person, uh, you're seeing groups like the Humane Society, the SPCA, you know, all the great local uh, organizations that are involved with animals are uh, are basically out there for donations in the deceased memory right yeah that's another thing that's changed you know that in lieu of flowers please send donations to we're, we're seeing a decline of people donating to maybe a church or to maybe a hospital foundation and it's something that was really truly important to that person there's there's scholarship funds there's donate to the local symphony because that person loved the arts and then of course yeah donate to the the spca and an organization like that who's going to help animals so why do you think this has happened is this a, a sign of our family circle growing or admitting to it or is it actually the opposite word shrinking to the point where we're adding our pets. No, 
I, I think, you know, sometimes they're quite long lists of the, the family circle is growing because just like pets are more often mentioned, cousins are more often mentioned, aunts and uncles, um, close friends, whereas it used to be really just kind of the nuclear family. Now we're maybe seeing a little bit more of like, who was the village? Who were all of the people involved in their life? And, you know, doesn't stop with your neighbors. It can also extend to the, to the animals that you were close to. It's weird, too, because we were talking about service animals just the other day. And uh, for a lot of people, those service animals really are family, like true family, right? Yeah, I mean, some something that helps you literally get through the day and, and otherwise, you, you'd know, not be totally lost without them, but bring so much joy, bring so much uh, accessibility to your life. Did you, have you seen this trend coming for a while or did you just stumble on this recently? How, how, did, you, how did you catch on to this? So we've been doing a study of obituaries over the last 120 years. Uh, and with that much data, we're kind of picking through lots of different things, uh, lots of different trends that are coming up. And there was a, an article in Toronto about uh, an animal cemetery that was being moved. And, you know, they had to hire anthropologists to, to properly excavate it and contact the family. And that's what kind of triggered something for me of like, oh, you know what? I have been seeing a lot of a lot of sparky, a lot of wrecks. So I, I thought I'd go back into the obituaries and see what we find. So they needed to get permission to move the pet's uh, remains, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, I won't go into that story too much, but basically the cemetery is moving, and so they, just like you would move a, a, a cemetery for humans, they, they need to hire an anthropologist, contact the families. I don't know if they had to as, as much as it was maybe a nice gesture sure. to kind of check with people. Uh, Reed Wilkins here. What have you learned or were you hoping to learn by studying obituaries like what's the value in this you know what what, you know what i mean why is this important to study yeah why why this that's a great question our our team is all about um the 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 transformation that's happening in our society with the kind of decline of religion or maybe the changing way uh in which people connect to religion and death was so often you know that thing that was guided by religion that's what answered our all of our questions about what to do where people go and so with that changing we, th- we thought obituaries would be a good way to see well what rituals are people conducting they're inviting someone to a celebration of life uh what, what way are they commemorating people now that um, their, their, their lives are sort of different relationships to religion. Have we gone too far, though? I, I, I'm a believer. See, I've got a dog, and he's he's my buddy. He's my pal. Nothing better than going for a walk that when my time comes, if he's still around, uh, I know who's going to miss me more than anybody in the house. It will be Jax. Uh, so, but have we gone too far, do you think? I mean, I don't think so. Uh, There's all sorts of criticisms about how expensive the funeral industry can be, and that's certainly valid. But, you know, with obituaries, you're talking about uh, a couple of extra bucks for an extra line of an obituary. And, you know, I I have a cat staring at me right now, and I'd certainly uh, I'll I'll start setting that aside so that uh, I'm able to include her when I go. Uh, I gotcha. Hey, listen, thanks for your time. If somebody wanted to read this study, how can they find it? Uh, you can go to nonreligionproject.ca, uh, and you can find all of our research there. Listen, thanks for your time today. We really appreciate it. It's always fun to get a little different spin on things, and it's certainly a, a change in the way things are working out these days. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, great rest of your day. All right, great. Thanks very much. Joining us, Chris Miller, postdoctoral fellow, non-religion in a complex future project at the University of Ottawa.